You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello America and welcome to Talking Pets with your host John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions concerning Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talking Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talking Pets. Heard coast to coast on your favorite radio station. Of course, this is Talking Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us from East West Animal Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida is... Dr. Linda Register. Here to answer your medical questions, your behavior questions, and if you have acupuncture questions, she's here to answer that as well. The show is produced by producer Jenna Winters. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Jenna. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Been Been a long time. girl. I know. Nice to have you back in. Good to be here. Also, Mr. Zach Budin, our buddy there at Business Talk Radio Network. When you call in, you'll speak with Zach at 866-606-TALK, and he'll put you on the line with us. Once again, this is Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. Joining us this hour is Maria Godovich. We're going to be talking about Soldier Dogs, the untold story of America's canine heroes. Once again, this is Talking Pets. Maria Godovich is the news editor and featured writer at SayMedia'sDogStar.com. She has been a reporter for USA Today and the San Francisco Chronicle. She is a founding editor of the Dog Lover's Companion National Guidebook Series and author of the Dog Lover's Companion to California and the Dog Lover's Companion to San Francisco Bay Area. She lives with her husband, daughter, and dog in San Francisco. We want to welcome her onto the program, the author of Soldier Dogs, Maria Godovich. Hey, Maria, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great in San Francisco. How are you, John? Uh, doing wonderful. I wish I was in San Francisco, though. Yeah, Much cooler cool. there than here. Uh, oh, wh- wh- how is it there? Oh, it's in the 90s. Oh, it's in the 60s. Oh, See? <laughs> yeah, we're actually, and by the way, that's uh, Dr. Linda Register. Hi, Dr. Linda Hi. She was also, um, right before we went on the air, doc- Dr. Linda was talking uh, rave reviews about your book, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, has it been out a couple months or so? It has, about two months. Because um, I think one of my clients was telling me just this past week, maybe it was last week, um, that I think she was reading this book. And she was telling me about, um, that. I guess there's some a couple sad parts in it, and she was there, crying. There, yeah, it's probably this book, because it's it's the only one really about today's today's wars and, and what's going on with the military dogs and of course there are going to be some really tragic stories as well as some some very uplifting ones now it's put out by dutton press right yeah 
And it's available, of course, in bookstores and online, like Amazon.com? Yeah, it's just, it's just about everywhere. Good. And, and you can find it um, all those links on my website, SoldierDogs.com, if that's easier. Well, it's an appropriate day to have you on the show because of the weekend, of course, Memorial yeah. Day weekend. And, um, you know, of course, we're honoring all of our soldiers, men, women, and dogs that have served us and saved this country from so much, you know, issues, of course. And um, it, it's, just a, it's just a nice day to have you on the air with us. And, of course, this is a really good book. Thanks. I'm glad to be here on, on this important weekend because these are these are America's uh, sort of forgotten heroes. Uh, for, they're four-legged, but they've done so much. Is that uh, what inspired you, actually, Maria, to write the book? Yeah, I, I actually grew up steeped in in the sort of military dog history. My dad was a very young soldier in World War II, and he wasn't a handler, but he saw the benefits that these dogs um, gave the the troops. They, they not only saved lives, but at the end of the day, they be able to like snuggle up to a dog and tell the dogs you know what's going on and the dogs seem to understand what soldiers had the problems and they'd go up to them and he said they were an absolute lifesaver in so many ways so i grew up with that i became a journalist and later started writing much more about dogs and um then when the osama bin laden raid hit last year and uh, the other people became aware that there were dogs in the military it it became evident to me that people really didn't know much about these dogs and i was kind of alone in that so i realized this is this is the time that we really need to get the word out that these dogs are out there in front of the troops saving lives every day. Well, there's some things that people don't un- understand about the dogs in general. And granted, I haven't read the book, but I um, used to fill in at McDill Air Force Base at their vet services um, several years ago. Is These dogs have rank. So, um, well, uh, <laughs> that is something that, that it's, it's not official and it's really sweet when they do that. But uh, like if, if someone is, um, one rank, the dog is, uh, uh, the tradition in, especially in the army is that the dog is the next rank up in reality. It's, it's not really the way it is, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of fun. They, they do call, they do call the dogs, you know, the upper name, but the department of defense does not definitely does not do the official, um, you know, ranking, but it's a night. It's, it's something that, that a lot of the, dog handlers do because that's been the tradition since world war ii and it's it's like so much of what we do for the dogs it may not be recognized by the department of defense but it sure is what the handlers are doing how did did you get clearance actually maria to get back into some of these areas in order to find out some of the information that you found out about these stories and these dogs was very difficult actually (laughs) especially at lackland air force base which is sort of um the the central area that's ground zero for military working dog training and that's in it that's in san antonio texas and that was really, really hard to get permission as a book author to get in there and see a lot of what I saw. But eventually, with a lot of work, it, it worked out, and I got to see some things that um, no one else had really seen before from, from training. But also, um, uh, Dr. Linda, you'd be interested in some of the veterinary procedures I saw um, that every military working dog uh, gets before they are actually, as part of their induction, actually. And then um, I went to another place, Yuma Proving Ground in Arizona, where the best pre-deployment training for these dog teams are. And, and I kind of had to sneak in there. I got permission from the guy who runs the program, but he's not the, the, the person who's really normally supposed to give the permission, but he knew the benefits of, of letting me in there. And I'm glad, I'm glad that I did him proud. He's really happy with how things turned out. Have you, like, Linda was just talking about ranks with the dogs and stuff, but, I mean, 
not knowing myself, have, have you ever seen a medal given to any of these dogs for well, what they've that's, done? Well, that's a great question. And, yes, um, again, that's another thing where it's completely unofficial. The Department of Defense will not recognize these animals at the, at the moment as anything but equipment. And so they don't give equipment a medal or any kind of recognition. But the commanding officers of these dog handlers who save these lives recognize what they do and recognize how important it is for these dogs to to get some attention from them and some recognition for what they've done. So dogs have gotten purple hearts and silver stars and all kinds of commendations. Um, but you know, you go to the DOD and they're like, "Yeah, we don't we don't do that." There is actually a bill in, um, that just passed through Congress and that will be in the Senate um, coming up in a couple of weeks for vote uh, that will take the dogs pretty much from not being equipment and being considered um, canine members of the armed forces. So if anyone wants to write to their senators and say, "I, I support this bill." That, that helps uh, these military working dogs, that would be really great and very good timing for it. And, and that would help these dogs. Um, then they would have some kind of official recognition. And that, you know, the dogs don't care, right? The, dogs, the dog doesn't care if he has a medal or a ribbon or a plaque to hang on the wall. It's really about the handlers and how they are happy with, with the recognition that their best friends are getting. And that, in turn, goes back down to the dog and makes the, the team even stronger. So it's it's just a really important thing. I, I really hope that it gets passed. Also, too, what, what a lot of people don't realize, probably even people in the military, is that the working dogs um, are taken care of by the Army. The Army has the veterinary services, um, controls veterinary services that takes care of mm-hmm. them. And if there is a veterinary service on a base, it's because there's military working dogs on base. Right, 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 exactly. And it is the Army that does the veterinary care, as, as you well know. And so um, if you're going to go into the – if you want to join the armed forces and, and you're a veterinarian, you're going to end up in the Army if you want to continue practicing veterinary medicine. And there, as you know, some fantastic, phenomenal veterinarians who devote their lives to, to these animals, and, and here, both here and overseas, uh, everywhere, you know, in fields of war. And, and they're just incredible what they can do. Maria, hold on to that thought. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to continue on with Maria Godovich. She is the uh, author of Soldier Dogs, the untold story of America's canine heroes. Soldier Dogs is a fascinating book about the valiant things that military dogs do as told through the words of the soldiers who fight beside them. Great book to have, and uh, we're going to give one away right now to a lucky caller that calls in right now. The first call to come in at 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. The book is yours, Soldier Dogs by Maria Godovich. And if you have a question, we welcome that in as well. 866-606-8255. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. I'm Jenna Winters. And this is Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco. Where the pets go. Petco. Where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. 
Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbags and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So, get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. I'm Jenna Winters. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255 is the number to call. If you've got a question, we're speaking with Maria Godovich, the author of Soldier Dogs, the untold story of America's canine heroes. And we're giving away a book as well. So if you call right now, it's yours at 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. Maria, with all the stories that you tell about the soldiers and the dogs and all, was there one in particular that was dearest and near, nearest to your heart? Oh, it's such a it's such a hard question when I get asked that because they all just I'm so close to them all. But um, but I guess one that really really sticks in my heart is um, the story of a military working dog named Lex. He's a Belgian Malinois, and his handler, who's a marine a marine dog handler, and they were off on missions for a very grueling month, a straight month, supporting um, some other Marines. And they, they weren't sleeping in tents or sleeping bags or anything. They, well, they did have sleeping bags, but they were in foxholes every night in the very cold, rainy season in Afghanistan. This was last year, uh, last January, February. And they would bunk down, uh, the dog and the handler, in these cases, sleep in the same foxhole. And uh, there's a little extra space that, that he digs for the dog. And at night, um, it, when the rain, he would bunk down, get his dog in the foxhole, and, and they He'd cover them both up with a tarp, and 
uh, in the middle of the night, inevitably some rain would leak in, and he'd get up to kind of uh, scoop it out. And the dog, the first time this happened, the dog wasn't there. And he was really concerned about his dog because this is really Taliban territory. And he peeked out of the out of the tarp, and in the rain, in the middle of the night, is Lex, the Belgian Malinois, just standing, standing there with his ears forward and his eyes forward and standing in the rain guarding over his man and and making sure that nothing happened to him and it, it really it choked him up and he couldn't believe this dog who worked with him every day was was out there doing this and this happened every night for a month he'd get the dog back in and the dog would go out and just stand guard over him. he asked the dog hey how do you sleep when do you sleep dog and it went both ways because uh, one time when they were digging when he was digging a foxhole one day on the side of a hill um, suddenly a big RPG fire was was blasted right right next to them and without even thinking he took Lex and threw him into the foxhole and covered him with his body so they both protected each other with each other's lives and I have a lot of stories on on this incredible bond between dog and handler because we I love my dog to death and we have an incredible huge big deep bond but they say the people who have served with their dogs leading the way say they, it doesn't quite compared to even what they have with these dogs because they're they're dependent on their them for their lives. What happens actually like for instance um, if a soldier returns back to the United States and you know has worked with a with, with a dog for so long you know that he's been over there deployed to another country what happens to the dog? Does it move on to somebody else? Does it the can. The get dog to take him home. Yeah, the dog. Well, one thing I do want to get straight is that the with military working dogs, United States military working dogs, they come home with the handlers. Um, unfortunately, there's some bad information out there that they don't. But as long as the dog is okay and the handler's okay, they come home together. It, when you hear about exceptions, it's un, the unfortunate exception of some contractors, and that that needs to be straightened out pretty soon, in my opinion. But these guys come home. These guys and gals come home with their dogs. And sometimes they'll be able to stay with the dog uh, while they're back at home base, and, and maybe if they deploy again, they'll get to deploy with that dog. Unfortunately, the case is often that the schedules are different, and the dog may need to deploy first, or the dog may be needed somewhere else, and someone else gets the dog and has to has to work on starting that bond all over again. And it can be just as hard on the handler as it is on the dog because there are handlers who just you know big, I've talked to big Marines who've broken down, in, you know. With, Trying to push the tears back in their eyes so we don't see them, but talking about how they had to give up their dog after you know a couple of incredible deployments together, and then I've talked to um, you know some some who just really he, they just put up such a fuss that they they got their dogs, but that doesn't often happen, and it's really tough. I'd like to see the dogs and handlers be able to stay together for for as long as they're, they can. And there are certain dogs, they're called specialized search dogs. It's a um, kind of a job, a different job that the dogs have. They can work off-leash, and they can stay with their handlers for for several years sometimes. So I'd like to see it be more like that if possible. Well, we're, we're, we're speaking with Maria Godovich. She's the author of Soldier Dogs, the untold story of America's canine heroes. By the way, if you'd like to watch us live on the webcam, you can do so at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. You can also check out uh, more about Maria on our website on the recent news column there on the home page. And you can join us on Facebook and Twitter as well. 866-606-TALK is the number if you have a question or a comment. 866-606-8255. And if you call into Zach, we have a book to give away to you called Soldier Dogs by Maria Godovich. 866-606-8255. 
Um, also, one thing that I found very interesting that until recently, um, PTSD wasn't recognized for the dogs. Right. Yes, Dr. Linda. And it's, it's hard to believe because it's, I'm sure it's been going on for a long time, but until last, uh, last year, actually, the Department of Defense did not officially recognize this. They actually had to have a major meeting um, with a lot of veterinarians and, um, and dog psychological experts to realize that, to come to the conclusion that, yes, we, we are going to support this and try to find out what's going on with it, and, yes, this really exists. And, and they're, they're finding very similar signs and symptoms um, among dogs as among people who have PTSD, like hypervigilance, increased startle response, startle response and um, fear of things that they normally wouldn't be scared of and withdrawal from, from everybody they care about. Um, and they have drug therapies that they're trying out that sometimes work, some behavioral therapies, with a lot of rest and relaxation and tender loving care and time away from any kind of gunfire. And um, sometimes this works, and about 50% of the time, it doesn't work, and the dog has to be adopted out. And, and uh, I, I actually met a dog named Buck when I was at the Lackland Air Force Base adoption kennels, and all the other dogs were, were barking and twirling and doing all those things that dogs tend to do in kennels. And this one chocolate lab was curled up in a ball, just staring out into nothingness. And it was Maria, just so, Maria, hold yeah. on to that thought, because we're going to take a break. Maria Godovich, the author of Soldier Dogs, The Untold Story of America's Canine Heroes, 866-606-TALK. A book is going out to Mike in Tacoma, Washington. Mike, enjoy this great book called Soldier Dogs. We'll be right back with Maria. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. And Talking Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Back, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Back today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Brent Atwater, and I'm the Animal Reincarnation Authority. Join me every week on Alive Again and let me look at your pet's energy to determine if they're going to reincarnate. I'll be able to tell you when they're going to come back and what they look like. So send me your pet's photo and email me your question at brent at petliferadio.com. I'm looking forward to answering your questions on Alive Again. Every week only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Life Radio. Pets news from the USA Today. 
Here's your host, John Patch. Out of Boise, Idaho, officials with Boise State University say a mountain lion that has been seen in Boise the past couple of days was shot by police around midnight on Monday after it was seen feeding from a garbage bin about 200 yards from Bronco Stadium. Now, Department of Fish and Game officials believe the 70-pound juvenile male is the same cat that was seen in the front yard of an East Boise home. Dr. Linda? Honolulu, Hawaii, an organization fighting invasive species, says a live mongoose has been captured on Kauai for the first time, raising concerns the animals jeopardize endangered species there. The male mongoose was found in a trap on Kauai Lagoon's resort in Lihu. The discovery came after two months of intensive trapping at the resort, said project coordinator Karen Gunderson. And there's an issue with deer as well, too. In Bloomington, Illinois, Bella, a rare San Clemente Island goat, gave birth to a female kid at Miller Park Zoo. Now, kid meaning baby goat. Um, there are a fewer than 500 San Clemente Island goats in the world, making it a critically endangered heritage breed. Ovando, Montana. Five yearling swans were released into a wetland as part of the ongoing effort to reintroduce the birds to the Blackfoot River Valley. It's the seventh year of an effort by U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the Montana Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, and Blackfoot Challenge, and local landowners to restore the white long-necked birds to the valley. John? In Glenhaven, Michigan, endangered piping plover birds have established a nesting foothold in the Sleeping Bear Duns National Lake Shore, according to the National Park Service. After years of limiting nesting, four pairs have made the beach their summer home. St. Louis, Missouri. The weather is likely to turn hotter during the next several days, and the Humane Society urges pet owners to take precautions. Forecasts call for highs in the 90s through Memorial Day. Pets should not be left in parked cars. Animals kept outside need fresh, clean water and access to shade. People who exercise with their pets should take frequent water breaks, and biking and rollerblading with a pet should be avoided. That should be done year-round here in Florida. Yeah, it depends on where you live in the country. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. I'm Jenna Winters. We welcome your calls and questions. We're speaking with Maria Godovich. She's the author of Soldier Dogs, the untold story of America's canine heroes. You can find it in bookstores and, of course, online as well. Well, when we come back, Mike's got a question in Tacoma, Washington, so don't go away, Mike. Once again, you can watch us live on the webcam at TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking. Also, join us on our Facebook and Twitter. We're up to about 12,000 now. We want to see 12,000 more, so keep adding. Once again, this is Talking Pets, 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. On the other side of the street I knew Stood a girl that looked like you I guess that's deja vu But I thought this can't be true Cause you moved to West L.A. Or New York or Santa Fe Or wherever to get away from me And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. I'm Jenna Winters. 866-606-TALK is the number. Call in. You'll speak with Zach. And we're going to send you out a complimentary book of Soldier Dogs by Maria Godovich, The Untold Story of America's Canine Heroes. 
866-606-8255, 866-606-TALK. Maria, um, we're going to go to Mike real quick, but before we go there, I know I, I kind of cut you off a little bit, and the, and the premise that you were talking about where like, a normal dog jumping around having a good time, but a soldier dog... With not, PTSD. Not, not always with PTSD. Well, well these, the, the, all those dogs with adoption kennels were sold so that they were military working dogs who were being adopted. But this one, this one was a lab, and he had PTSD. I, when I asked why he was all curled up and just staring into nothingness, they said he has PTSD, and he was going to be adopted out the next day. And the good news is that I visited him months later, just a couple, ah, earlier this month, actually, and he's with a very, very loving couple who have done everything they can for him, and he's doing terrifically so he has, they were really smart to discharge this dog and give him to this family because he's doing great. They even got him his own puppy. So uh, they, they adopted a, another dog for him, and it's really bringing him out of his shell of fear. Before we move on to Mike real quick, can you just explain uh, to America what PTSD is? Post-traumatic stress disorder, and it manifests itself, um, as, as you know, many, many people have this, um, and one of the reasons is wartime. They've been exposed to something that's just been, too much, and it can happen. You can you can send the same person or the same dog, uh, one dog or person over to a very traumatic situation, and they can come back just fine. You can send another couple and they a couple of dogs or people over, and they they will not be as resilient. And so it just depends. And there there are all kinds of therapies uh, available for people, and they don't always work. And now that the um, now that dogs have finally been recognized as having PTSD, um, they're hoping to find some, some solutions maybe based on what works for people as well. Mike, you have a, in Tacoma, Washington, you have a question or a comment for uh, Maria Godovich? Yeah, hi there. Hi, hi Mike, how you doing? Yeah, first off, I want to say thanks for all you do over there, buddy. Thanks, uh, What I want to do is uh, to make a couple of quick comments here, and uh, not question, but what I wanted to say was these dogs have been around, I think, since uh, about the early uh, World War One, maybe a little bit earlier than that. They've also been in into uh, uh, World War II and Vietnam and uh, maybe the Korean War, but these these dogs are the heroes of the of the animal world. And I want to ask Maria; uh, she remembers a story about a, about a dog. I think it was in World War II where they had a they had a statue of him, and I think it was a soldier. And I forget the dog's name, but he, but it was a fantastic story about him. Oh boy, there are lots of those, and, and thankfully we we have been commemorating our military dogs of the past. We and you're right, we have had working military working dogs officially since World War II. But back in World War One, uh, they were bringing them over as mascots. So so let's there's a dog. Maybe you're thinking about Sergeant Stubby. Um, he went over. He was sneaked over um, to France with with a soldier who went over there, and he was not just a mascot. He turned. He came. He went over as a mascot. And he came back as a hero. He was. He saved lives. He got a German infiltrator who was coming into the camp. He um, he told he told he um, alerted the sergeant of his gang to the fact that they were about to have a gas attack. He could smell it coming in early, I guess, and he just started barking and barking. And he saved so many lives. So there are tributes to him. There are, there are several other dogs who have had tributes and statues. Actually, Sergeant Stubby is. Um, is at the Smithsonian Institute. He's stuffed, and you can go see him in Washington D.C. now, and with his blanket full of medals that he got—unofficial medals, of course. So yeah, it's it's great that we're paying that we're still that we care about these dogs so much. Now. Yeah, and then they've also used quite a bit of the uh, German Shepherds. Also, they've, they've been uh, oh. used as attack dogs in the in the service. Also, so. right? Were you in Were you in any uh, Were well, you in Vietnam? Or? No, I had friends that were over there, and uh, you know they told me 
stories about that. And yeah, yeah, they've so, been saving lives, and these German Shepherds have been, they're still, they're still one of the primary breeds um, that we're using, and, and they, they're tried and true, and they're just incredible, smart, loyal, amazing dogs. Okay, you, know what's well, amazing, you know what's amazing, though, is that, like, Mike, you know all this, you know, the history going back, and of course, you know, Maria does for writing the books and stuff, but... And we do it for doing the show, but your average person probably doesn't hear much about soldier dogs. So it's important, actually. Those are subjects that should get out into the media and see what these dogs do for this country. Yeah, I, I call them, uh, you know, the angels of, of the of the war age. So, and listen, Aww. God bless you guys for what you do, Maria. We wish you good luck and success. And uh, I'll, I'll keep in touch. I, I'm I'm trying to hunt up an Alaska Malamute for me over here. So. Oh, hey, those are great dogs, and thanks thanks for calling. Mike. Okay, well, take care of yourself and have a God-given week now. Thank okay, you. thanks, Mike. Bye. That's Mike out there in Tacoma, Washington. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. We do have a book to give out, uh, Soldier Dogs by Maria Godovich, The Untold Story of America's Canine Heroes. Call right now at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255, 866-606-TALK. I want to mention a little bit about how the book is organized, um, which I personally really like. Uh, someone who is really busy and doesn't have a lot of time to read. The sections are relatively short, so if you only have, like, you know, two, three minutes or so, you can get through a section and eventually get through this book pretty quick. It's a very quick read. So yeah, you can thank do it in- you. That was, that was, that's part of the appeal, I think. We, just, we didn't want to go on and on with these long, chunky chapters of history and everything. We make it very readable and very quick because we know a lot of people are really busy. And, and it just worked out that way. This book was broke up into those short, short segments really well. One of the chapters is, I think, two pages. So it is, it is a good, quick, simple read. How do they come up with these names? Because in the book you talk about all these different soldier dogs with some very bizarre names. Yeah, they, <laughs> they're, they're named by their breeders usually, and they hail from uh, places like uh, Slovakia, the Czech Republic, the Netherlands, Germany. And um, sometimes they have very nice, regal, typical European dog names like Rex or Rocky or Nero. And there are a lot of Rexes, lots of Rexes. That's mm-hmm. the most common name, actually, for a military working dog these days. But but I think that a lot of the handlers who have the dogs with the sort of less regal names think that the breeders might be sort of playing a joke on them. Like, there are dogs named Baby Cakes, Busty, Moo. Imagine being downrange and having to get your dog over here and going, Moo, Moo, in front of the Taliban. I mean, that's just weird. And sometimes um, male dogs get female names, like Frida uh, or Kitty. And um, I know a dog named Davy, who's who's a girl, and it gets very confusing. So, but but the, And the U.S. actually has a breeding program at Lackland Air Force Base where they're breeding Belgian Malinois now, and all those dogs have um, a double letter at the start of their name. So that's how you can tell if you're reading a newspaper article and it has, you think there's a typo. No, it, that Frida uh, with two Fs is, will mark the fact that this dog was bred in the U.S. Well, I have to say the baby cakes in Busty is kind of um, cliche. Well, I, yeah. call, I call a lot of my patients baby cakes. So. But do you call yeah, your but- patients Busty? <laughs> no, no, usually just baby cakes. Don't worry, Jenna, I'm not going there. diminutive loving names, but yeah, these guys, the big army guy going, eh, baby cakes, you know, it's, just, it's pretty funny. They can shorten it to BB. This is true, and I'm sure they probably do downrange. Okay, I'm going there. Um, if you go onto our webcam right now at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com, TalkinPets.com, you'll know why I call Jenna Winters our producer. Her nickname is Busty. 
to... Is it time for a break yet? Is it time for a break yet? Oh, my gosh. That's, Maria, that's my pet name for you. Talking about breeds a little bit, I mean, most people are familiar with the German Shepherds and Dobermans that are used, and maybe even the Malinois, because they're becoming more popular, you know, even in the U.S., mm-hmm. you know, with police departments. But there's other breeds that people don't think about that are used, and, of course, it's based on their job and their size and their abilities. So can you talk about some of the other less common breeds that um, are military working dogs? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if this isn't really an uncommon breed. It's, it's actually the most common and popular breed in the U.S., but Labrador Retrievers are very routinely used as sniffer dogs. So they're bomb-sniffing and drug-sniffing dogs, and they're not going to be the dogs who use as an attack dog, obviously, because they'll probably lick you to death or wag you to death. But those are really, really well, really, they do very well in certain jobs in the military, but there's some really oddball breeds that you'll see occasionally. I haven't seen it myself, but you'll find a poodle, a little poodle, and I actually ran across a Jack Russell Terrier on a submarine in, in Norfolk, Virginia, um, where this, this, sub, this sub needed to have a little sniff for explosives, and I went on on the day that the Jack Russell Terrier was doing his inspection, and it was so funny. This guy had a total Napoleon attitude. He just ruled the roost, and his, his handler said, that's just, that's just who he is. He thinks he's a huge dog, and he, he's great. It's great because you can lower this guy down much easier than your typical German shepherd down 20 feet into the submarine, and he was very agile, and he had lots of energy. a little bit better, that, yes. that you know, a lo- for sure. a lot better. Yeah, yeah, so Maria, it worked out great, and he's really funny. Maria, hold on. We're going to come right back with Maria Godovich. We'll uh, close up with Soldier Dogs, the untold story of America's canine heroes. Congratulations to Rita in Windermere, Florida. And also Kay in St. Robert, Missouri. You're each getting a copy of the book. Compliments of Maria Godovich, or Godovich, actually. Uh, Soldier Dogs, the untold story of America's canine heroes. 866-606-TALK is the number. 866-606-8255. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. I'm Jenna Winters. Happy Memorial Day weekend in our honor. And uh, thanks to our soldiers out there and our soldier dogs. This is Talking Pets. Talk and Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List that you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash best and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash best. B-E-S-T. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle. 
and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Wildlife agents in Washington State were ready to release a captured cougar back into the wild, but it didn't want to go. With a Talking Pets news brief from Jenna Winters, they banged on the back of the cage, poked the cougar with a pole, and tried sliding the animal out by tilting the enclosure, but the young cougar wouldn't budge. A puff of pepper spray finally drove the cougar into the woods near Arlington, about 50 miles north of Seattle. Wildlife officer Dave Jones fired beanbag rounds to teach the female cougar to stay away from people. It had been captured after wandering too close to homes. Wildlife officers estimated that the 100-pound cat was about two years old, about the age when cougars are left by their mothers and have to find their own way. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Jenna Winters. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. I wouldn't leave either. He was getting three squares a day. I'm Jenna Winters. Jenna, actually, um, you know, it's interesting you did a story on cougars. And I was just thinking about our cougar friend the other day. You know, oh, yes. Betty White. And, uh, yes, um, she is. She's the ultimate cougar. Uh, she is. Have you watched her um, Off Your Rockers? Oh, I love that show. She's hilarious. She's got cougar like tattooed right on her forehead. Yes. Did you see the the two young studs she had at the end of the show the last week? Yes. The twins, yes. yes. That's Betty. That's Betty. She's a busy girl. I was going to say, I thought, you know, wildlife officer Dave Jones. You have a Cougars reference and a Davy Jones reference <laughs> in the same story. That's impressive. <laughs> Very nice. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. We're speaking with Maria Godovich. She's the author of uh, Soldier Dogs, the untold story of America's canine heroes. Again, you can find it in bookstores all over the place, and you can find it on online. It's put out by Dutton. And um, But we did give a couple of books away, one to Mike out there in Tacoma, Washington, another one to Rita in Windermere, Florida, and Kay in St. Robert, Missouri. Congratulations, guys. I think great this book. is great for anybody who loves dogs. Uh, anybody um, who works with dogs, whether it's basic training Any or... Any American. That's everybody. <laughs> Any American. This book is great for it. So anybody in the military, um, I mean, this is, this is very interesting and, like I said, a, a very quick read. Maria, who is Jake, actually? It's a, it's a yellow lab that you talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's a yellow lab that's actually right at my feet right now looking really? up at me like, hey, when are we going to go for our walk? Um, he's, soon, he's my... soon. <laughs> yeah, soon, Jake, soon. Um, he's my he's my best little buddy, and he's about 10 years old, and I bring him into soldier dogs periodically because I know when the Bin Laden raid happened, I looked at Jake and, and thought, wow, what does it take to be a military working dog exactly, and would you have what it takes? Obviously, he wouldn't be a good attack dog 
or uh, they call them patrol dogs, but he could have what it takes to be a good sniffer dog. And I examined that throughout the book and come to a conclusion at the end that I'll let the readers find out about. But it was I thought it was really helpful to have an experience of a typical dog owner and, and because people do wonder what it takes and how, how does their dog differ or does their dog have what it takes himself. Well, before you take uh, Jake for his walk, I have one <laughs> more question for you. You know, to honor or contribute to the soldier dog cause, give us, um, I know there's a website or something out there that people can contribute to, correct? There are many good causes, um, some better than others, and I list my favorites on my website's resource page. If I may give my website, um, it's just, you just type in soldierdogs.com, and you click on the resources link, and I have many good resources, um, the U.S. War Dogs Association being one of my top. They're involved in everything from from helping you know, learn about adoption to getting these dogs the medals and ribbons and, and everything they need and the recognition. And I just sent a care package over via them for to uh, a Let's see. It was some, well, uh, an airman, I think, in Afghanistan, and they got he got it, and he is so happy with it. He and his dog are just so happy. So you can send over care packages and help these dog teams as well, and that's one great organization to go through. So there's a lot of good information at SoldierDogs.com, and also talking about the bill that we uh, referred to earlier. Right. I do have a link to that as well. How you can support that right now? It's up to the Senate, and then it goes to the president. And we'll see how it goes. And also, too, people don't realize that dog food as we know it in the kibble form started as K-rations for the working dogs in World War II. That that's was their K-rations. Very good trivia. Very good. I, mean, that, I, mean, I guess that's where the kennel, kennel ration came from in the 60s and 70s. That was also popular then. Well, much de- uh, a, a great book and uh, much deserved for actually, uh, hopefully, uh, be- has it, how's it, it's, how long, when did it come out, actually? What was it the came out that- March 15th. And it hit the bestseller list about two weeks later, the New York Times bestseller awesome. list. So it's been doing really great, and I've been so enjoying being able to talk to people about it and letting people know about it, especially right now, Memorial Day weekend, and we really need to do honor and realize that these dog teams are out there and working really hard to save these lives. Now, that's what Linda and I were talking about, the perfect interview mm-hmm. and the perfect time to have you on the show was today in Soldier Dog. So thanks for joining us, right. Maria. It's an incredible so, book. I highly recommend you. it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Thank Maria uh, Godovich, the author of Soldier Dogs. You can take Jake, your dog, for a walk right now. <laughs> thank you. Have you a great thanks. rest of the weekend, and thanks for putting out such a wonderful book. Okay, thank you very much. That's Maria Godovich, the author of Soldier Dogs, the untold story of America's canine heroes. Again, you can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. You can check out her website at soldierdogs.com, and there's a lot of soldierdogs.com. Once again, I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. I'm Jenna Winters. Hi, Jenna. Hi. Those dogs are braver than I am. But I do like your nickname, though. I know. <laughs> I know, Johnny. That's, that's your soldier dog nickname. That's my soldier dog nickname. <laughs> I would last maybe two seconds in battle, so I have a heck of a lot of respect for those dogs and people. No, it's amazing what you know what our soldiers do. It's it's amazing what these dogs do, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know. Like Mike and Tacoma was saying, you know, they date back to mm-hmm. you know World War One and all, and it's just it's amazing what they do for our soldiers. And most people don't know about it unless they, you know, see a video or, you know, for instance, purchase a book like Soldier Dogs. And the bond between the handler and the dog is much stronger, I think, than any other bond you can have with an animal. Because both of them, you know, rely on each other to save each other's lives and protect each other, you know, day in day out i mean the police dogs that's one thing that's a strong bond but this is even stronger than that mm-hmm. but you got to imagine though these dogs over there with everything that's happening the gunfire and the bombs going off and and like uh, she was talking about bin laden you know like the dogs that were used for that mm-hmm. i mean just amazing what these dogs can do 
So they're trained very well, and they do have, like you said, a great rapport with their handlers and stuff like that. So it's definitely something, and this is like a great book to read and something to find out more about exactly what it's all about, Soldier Dogs. It's a great book. So once again, we recommend checking it out in your bookstores and online, but you can also check it out at SoldierDogs.com, which is Maria uh, Godovich's uh, website. But also check out ours, and there's some information on there, TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking. T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. Also, please join us on Facebook and Twitter. This way you can get a whole bunch of information about the show and about us and everything that's going on. So check that out. Everybody who called in today, by the way, who won books, we're going to register you also for a litter robot. We're doing a contest. We're going to pick a winner in three months, and it's worth over $300. So you could be a lucky winner to the litter robot. And if you don't have a cat, I'm sure you know somebody who does. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. I'm Jenna Winters. 866-606-TALK. That's our number. 866-606-8255. Spay and to your pets. Help control that pet population and have a great rest of the weekend. And remember, say a prayer and praise to our soldiers and the dogs that serve our country. Thanks for joining us here on Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>